Greetings, everybody. This is James from Morning Eggnog. I'm just here to say happy Thanksgiving, and thanks for listening to our 60th episode of the podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment something mean or nice uh, in the YouTube video, or leave a review on iTunes. Thanks so much, and, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to Morning Eggnog. It is getting close to spooky time. It is currently October 27th. We are four days from spooky day. (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying out all my spooky noises. We're totally not going to talk about spooky things. I don't know why. I don't know either. We don't really talk about spooky things. This is going to come out so so further, so much further from a spooky day. It's going to be sometime in November. We're two weeks behind. So Anyways, we are going to talk about the death of the turkey. But I will talk about the mystery of the mummified Twinkie. <laughs> a box of Twinkies left alone for eight years held some surprises for Colin Purrington. That's not his. That's his name. I will put his name up on the screen. I might be Purrington. That that has to be Purrington. Anyways, P-U-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N. Anyways, having upon a sugar craving, well, I'm going to just, whatever. Upon having a sugar craving combined with a just so bored with the pandemic, Purrington opened the box a few weeks ago. Like many people, Purrington believe Twinkies are basically immortal, although the official shelf life is 45 days. <laughs> Why do we think they're immortal? What show made them immortal? Um, probably Zoo- not Zoolander, but uh, it's been before that. It's been they've been immortal for a long time. Is it Zombieland? That's what I was gonna say. Zombie. It's been ten years ago, but I thought they were older than that. Well, I think that's what really started the the Twinkies live forever, is because you know Zombieland. That guy, what's his face? Yeah, he wanted Twinkies. He wanted Twinkies. Woody Harrelson. That's I don't know. His and name. it was like Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Anyways, and Columbus, Ohio. No one lived from Ohio. He did. No. He died? No. He lives, he, they died in the next movie. Uh, maybe not. I haven't seen it because it's such a bad movie. The second one? Yeah. How is it bad? It's very dated and terrible and not good. Zombieland? Mm-hmm. Zombieland 2. It was not a good one? That's what I heard. I never watched it because I wasn't interested in it. Oh. Anyway. I never watched either one of them. The first one's pretty entertaining. He removed a Twinkie from the box, unwrapped it. It looked fine. Oh. And took a bite. Oh. Then, then he retched. And thus the illustri- <laughs> the illusion was crushed. But some cool science but some cool science lay ahead. NPR's Neil Greenfield Boyce, Bryce, whatever. Talked to Purrington and explain. So what we need to do, Colin, Caleb, is just say people's names and not try to say them right. Just that's uh, that's what I'm realizing because nobody knows what I'm reading. Yeah, it's just like Rupert Dinklehopper. Yep, Neil Rupert Dinkerhopper. Hopper. Nope, I want to say it that way. Okay, fine. <laughs> Explains to short wave how two scientists got involved and started unraveling the mystery of the mummified Twinkie. To read more of the story, check out Neil's story here. It's good stuff right there. <laughs> That's so disturbing. 
October 15th. So wait, the, wait. <laughs> so that article came out the 27th, whereas the article that we need to read to understand it comes came out the 15th. That doesn't make any sense. This is a three-minute listen, so we can listen to the article. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Fidelity Wealth Management. At Fidelity, you'll like have access to personalized advice. Probably. Anyways, um, so that kind of broke my illusion of it. He purchased them back in 2012 uh, just for... I don't know, sentimental reasons, and heard that Hostess brand was going bankrupt because I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, that was a thing, and it was, and then everybody was just like, "Oh, come back!" Everybody buy, ah. and then everybody brought them back by buying all the Twinkies it's, out. They, they did the same thing with uh, Family Guy. Family Guy went off the air with like two or three seasons, and then everybody bought the DVDs so much that it rebirthed the, the show back. Now they're like doing twenty episodes or twenty seasons. Uh, it's a shame. It is. They they are not good anymore. Nope. Nope. Anyways. Anyways, Twinkies don't last forever, and I'm sorry to break that illusion. Yeah. Who needs Twinkies? Do you eat Twinkies? Like I have eaten Twinkies. I think the worst Twink I ever had was um, Lyle brought them from the food pantry. Oh. And they were blue raspberry filled <laughs> Twinkies. Oh, that's that's disturbing. <laughs> it was horrible. What Smurf did they murder to get <laughs> I that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever I, wondered where they get blue, like blue I try dye not from? To think about it, Caleb. Oh, I, I Caleb. Caleb. <laughs> I don't think I officially started. Like I, I did morning, but I didn't do the. the yeah, you did James. a weird start, which is fine, I guess. Spooky time. Spooky time. So we just rolled with the spooky, spooky time scary entrance. Skeletons. So uh, last night I was trying to win some brownie points for my wife. Oh, as Kayla. I was sca- scanning through uh, Facebook, I saw a coffee mug for a father-in-law, and I'm now, like, "Oh, hey, have you ever these? This is exactly along the same trend. They've made videos about this. It's a uh, very specific things. So like." This one is not as specific, but have you ever seen the T-shirts? It's like I was born in September, so I'm totally a B. I'm totally BA, and also my boyfriend was born in this month, and he's pretty cool too. Also, don't mess with. Th- You've never seen these, apparently not. No, I have not. I will have to show you a video later. They are quite hilarious. But this reminds me of it. Continue. Yeah, it says to my dear father-in-law, you did not give me the gift of life, but you gave me my gorgeous wife. Thank you. And that is where I stopped reading on the coffee mug. And I showed my wife. I was like, hey, honey. Hey, hey look at this. I'm look like, at this. Hey. I should give this to your dad. <laughs> I should give this to your dad. I was like, haha, brownie points. And I was watching my wife. And at first she and had her the, face was her face was normal. And then suddenly I got the look. The look. We can't reproduce it. Men we c- cannot we reproduce look. We can't make the same look. It's the look of, are you kidding me? So I was like, wait, give me that back. What? <laughs> What else did it say? I didn't read the whole thing. Here is what the rest of the coffee mug said. For not selling you to the circus. Now, let me restart that. That was terrible. To my dear father-in-law, you didn't give me the gift of life, but you gave me my gorgeous wife. Thank you for not selling her to the circus. I know how tempting that option was some days. Love, your (laughs) son-in-law. You I, should still buy that mug. I was backpedaling like crazy. To honey, try to honey, get that honey, one. honey, 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 honey. I do you not have read... to realize my reading ability went to here and then I stopped. I, I 
I, I've gone to college, and so I know how to speed read. So you read the first part, and that, that, you got the you got the that's gist. The gist. <laughs> that's the gist. Oh and wait, that is there why. Was more. I bet that's exactly why they make it like that, so that you you're, you're men are dumb just enough like, to uh, buy it. Like, uh, hey, honey, how do you like your father's coffee mug? Slap. Terrible. Slap it. Slap it. Oop. No, not seriously. Don't slap. Ouch. Don't slap your microphone. So oh. I had to do a lot of backpedaling yesterday for something I was hoping to get brownie points for. Instead, I, we just died laughing together. That's the wonderful thing about my wife is she doesn't take me too seriously. You can't. No, you can't take men too seriously sometimes. Not not normally unless he's a really serious man and then he's really boring. And yeah, well, some people like boring men. Uh, I don't think it's true. I don't know that there's enough boring men out there that are married. True. That you know there's <laughs> ladies out there that what <laughs> if their wives happy? <laughs> Anyways, well, <laughs> enough well, about this. Dark maybe topic. she's maybe they make maybe they make enough happy to or enough uniqueness to. I don't know because usually opposites marry. True. That's very true. Like my wife and I. We're about as polar opposites as we can get. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. She's You're like, like, I'd rather be home. She's like, cup half full, I want to go somewhere. I'm cup half empty, I want to stay in my cave. So, it works out. <laughs> <laughs> so, it works out. <laughs> uh, She's the hunter-gatherer, I'm the cave-dweller. <laughs> You're the quave. You're the quave. You're the, the quave. quave. The quave-deller. The quave-deller. <laughs> We speak at the well. I am the Quave Dylan. <laughs> uh, Alrighty. So have you seen the memes, Caleb? Probably not, but I'm going to ask anyways. Have you seen the meme- memes where it's like, sliced bread was invented in this in like 1643. People in 1642, and it's just them eating whole loaves of bread. No. Okay, well, there are people that maybe have seen this meme. Anyways, so I imagined the meme when I when I looked up the history of the stop sign, because it occurred to me that we're a very very new country in comparison to everything else. We're this like two hundred years old. Uh, what was it? Seventeen seventy six. So we're not that old at all. Not really. No. So a lot of everything we do is brand new in comparison to the rest of the world. And this is the exact question, I guess. Have you ever wondered why a stop sign is red or why it is shaped like an octagon? Good night, that train is loud. That's really heavy. We actually get earthquakes here in Stryker, but they're mainly due to the trains. Yes, and depending on what's going on, I have a concrete floor, but when I'm sitting down on the toilet, it still shakes around. (laughs) Like, I can actually feel it through my feet right now. Yep. It's just less noticeable. Anyways... Have you ever wondered why a stop sign is red or why it is shaped like an octagon? To help keep you safe, the stop sign has evolved over the years with design and gets your attention more easily so that you can react more quickly. Hmm. Here are some facts about the history of the stop sign. Caleb. Yes. What was the first state that the stop sign was implemented in? Wisconsin. And and what year? Probably not. It was probably East Coast town, so I'm going to say Rhode Island. And what year? Uh, 19... Go Oops. 1948. All right. So it was actually the first stop signs were posted in Michigan and Nebraska in 1915, says Brown University. 
Originally, they were square-shaped, measuring two feet by two feet, and featured black letters on a white background. According, these plain signs may have been adequate at first, because when did we get cars? 1915. Uh, Actually, probably before that. These plain signs may have been adequate at the first, at first, since... (laughs) For a second there, I was like, plane signs? No, they're car signs. (laughs) The Wright brothers. Oh, no. Oh, no. We got to (laughs) stop. I like how we both did a car thing for a plane because that's what planes look like now, but I don't. I don't know. Did planes use sticks? Uh, I think it's joystick. I don't like anything what's going on. Anyways. Joystick. Fine. Is that better? Maybe. The plain signs may have been adequate at first. There weren't many cars on the road, but by the 1920s, the Roaring Twenties, the number of cars on the road began to increase. The U.S. then standardized all stop signs to an octagonal (laughs) shape (laughs) that we see today. Why is this stop sign shaped in an octagon, Caleb? Because it catches your attention more than a circle or a square. Probably, yeah. And they're like huge. Yeah, they are ginormous. And the uh, that way, if you steal one, you can get spotted. There he goes! Stop! No, I'm just carrying one. He's legally allowed to make these jokes, people. I've embraced it lately. <laughs> Why is the stop sign shaped like the American Association of the State Highway Officials, AASHO, saw a few key advantages to giving the stop sign a unique shape? First, the octagonal o- octagon. Octa, oct- <laughs> stroke, octog. Oh my goodness gracious! Shape makes it easy for drivers traveling in the opposite direction to recognize the stop sign from the back, which helps prevent confusion at intersections, according to Reader's Digest. That okay? Well, that's a site. That's like you're citing that as, anyways. Second, since the original stop signs aren't re- weren't reflective. The American Association for State Highway Officials needed a design that could be easily recognizable at night. Mm. Was the stop sign always red? Obviously not, because it was black and white. What are stop signs like today? I No one cares. We all know what they look like. Wow, that was exhilarating, this, James. This, well, here's one of the things that I found out, supposedly. I don't know if this is real or not. I should, probably should double-check this. I saw a video at one point where it said if a stop sign does not have a sticker on the back of it, you don't technically have to stop at it. <laughs> it's also the same, like, if it doesn't have a white border around it, you don't have to stop. Which is also kind of true. Because it's like a... it's If it's in a parking lot, you can't get in trouble. How about that? You can't get in trouble for not stopping at it. I guess. That would be hilarious if you got a ticket for running a stop sign in a parking, in a parking lot. lot. Well, people in parking lots are so stupid anyway. Oh, gosh, Because they're yes. dry, like, all right, well, I want to get from point A to point B. I'll just go in a straight line. That's exactly how you do it in a parking lot, right? Yeah. You don't use your turn yeah. signals or drive around in a All nice the laws fashion. of the road are no longer <laughs> void. Like, they're all void once I you enter into a parking lot. I have been hit so many times in a parking lot. By stupid people like, <laughs> Now, I've done donuts in the parking lot. Who hasn't? But that's, that's like at night with snow. Exactly. And no one's going to be driving around, and you're hopefully safe about it. Yeah, exactly. 
Whereas uh, I've seen people in broad daylight on a nice July day, just you know, rocketing through the parking lot. Good lord, I'm an old man. Anyways, <laughs> kiddos rocketing. These kids driving around <laughs> with their with their skate with their skate scooters and their and their ear pods and their Civics. Yeah, <laughs> there's fuel saving things. Back in my day, we only drove V12s. <laughs> V14s, what are you talking about? <laughs> we drove combines. To <laughs> Here in Ohio, the preferred vehicle is the combine. Exactly. <laughs> For those with the road, oof. Could you imagine if somebody got road rage in a combine? Oh, it would be like the demolition derby for combines. That'd be actually really fun. It'd be pretty sweet. Actually, yes. This, so the sad thing is, uh, not sad. The thing is, we used to have combine uh, demolition derbies. Yeah. And then they realized that combines cost too much. Well, I think they smashed up all the old combines, and there's no longer any old combines left. Or that anyone wants to smash up. Yeah. Plus, they've also realized it's a really slow. It's kind of like the first time you see it, it's kind of fun, but then after that, it's just kind of like it's too slow. That's why car ones are much more entertaining. Car ones are kind of fun, but they make it too safe for me because they like put them in a little spot. They can't get enough speed to kill each other. I mean, wreck the <laughs> other cars. <laughs> if NASCAR did demolition derbies, <laughs> I mean, sometimes they do. Yeah, I mean, if they can survive those, come on. <laughs> it's not like they're quarter million dollar cars if not more uh i think they're more oh no i think on average i think a car's like somewhere up the five hundred thousand dollar range i believe like when they crash how much is a nascar have you ever seen them when they crash they actually put like a money according to sportex oh, nascar oh. race car cost almost four hundred thousand dollars based in the materials and parts reliability that yep yeah almost sixty thousand to a hundred thousand estimated cost to build an engine holy crap that's amazing. Yeah, because have you ever seen there's YouTube videos where they actually have a tally going on, like a money tally when they start wrecking? Because they've actually like Oof, those, they've actually sucks. like watched it and like clip by clip of the things getting destroyed. And so they tally it up as they're wrecking. And so as they're ding, 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 so they ding, so they've ding, gone through ding, it ding, ding, and done ding, it. Ding, ding. So at full speed, it's like <laughs> it's crazy. And they're like. They're like they can wind up being like two, three, four million dollar wrecks. Well, okay then. That Could you was imagine? a new interesting fact. Could you I, imagine that? Just watching your car get wrecked, and you're like, "Well, there goes five hundred thousand dollars." All of the billions of stickers you have on it paid for. That's it. true, but still, I mean, and it makes the NASCAR race way more memorable. That, a, a so it might actually wreck. make you more money. A good yeah, wreck a lame wreck where it's just like one car in the very back, like, "Oh no, my wheel blew." Oh, oh no, no, I've got I'm, a flat tire. I better oh, make it to. No. Better make. I was about to say to Harbor Freight. I better make it a Harbor Freight. <laughs> Get pit stop at Harbor Freight. <laughs> pit Here's the Harbor Freight Jack. <laughs> Dang it. Go get the other one. They're cheap. What? <laughs> go get the other 12. They're cheap. <laughs> There's 12 Harbor Freight Jacks underneath the car. Oh, my gosh. Harbor Freight. I, I, I've been in the one we have now a couple times now to get really cheap stuff. I Don't get their utility knives. They have the worst utility knives. Yeah. Um. Every time I go through the line, they're like, so would you like to sign it with our email rewards today? And I'm like, no, thank you. And they're like, all right, but it'll save you 10% right now. And if you sign up, you get special weekly bonuses. I'm like, no, no, thank you. No, thanks. Please stop. Please stop. Just stop talking. I, it makes, it infuriates me because everybody in line ahead of me seems to be like, yeah, I'll take it. That's fine. So my email is this, this is Steven Spielberg. 
Yeah, I know. My name's Carl. But it's Steven Spielberg at gmail.com. Yeah, I stole it out from under him. He offered me $5 million for it. Anyways. That's very interesting. But they always do it, and it takes forever, and I always wait up waiting in line. They have, like, one item, and it's like, why? I don't know. It's not like you can just grab one as you're walking past. <sighs> Did you know that skunks are only legal in 17 states to own as a pet? What, Caleb? Skunks yes. are only legal in 17 states to <laughs> own as a pet? Yes, only 17 states, and we will not read those 17 states. Wow, that was a really bad intro, but I wanted to get it in there. Because we weren't, I was trying to figure out how to get it in there, so we just. So the reason we started talking about this this morning is because I, uh, I've been on our TikTok, uh, it, just scrolling as you do on TikTok, because the algorithm is scarily good at showing you things you want to see. Scarily, it's very scary. Um, but the the one thing I saw was a guy who said, "Come here," and like a skunk came flying around the corner and came running right at him and then stopped right in front of him. And then he's like, "Oh, you came charging at me!" And they started petting the skunk, and it was really cute. And I was like, "Well, I need a skunk now." Yep. So, we have discovered that there is only 17 states in the United States. How many states are in the United States? 50. Wow. That Wait, doesn't include our provinces. Can you own a skunk in Hawaii? No, you cannot own a skunk in Hawaii. Legally, but you sure can if you want, because that's America, land of the free. Yeah, just hide that skunk somewhere. <laughs> Somebody walks by, <laughs> you have a wonderful, like, look, <laughs> wrap it around your neck and have it, like, the tail draped down like a tie. Perfect. That's perfect. Nice ascot. It is. Ah, just bit my neck. <laughs> Ascot. Because <laughs> the skunk's butt would be right there. Uh, <laughs> is currently legal to own domesticated skunks in only 17 states. Here we go. Are you ready, everybody? All right. It's kind of like the lottery for owning a skunk. Alabama, Florida, Indiana, Iowa, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, West Virginia, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. I did. Did I? Did I miss here, Caleb? There's no Texas on that list. There is no Texas. It is illegal to own a skunk in Texas. But you can have as many tigers as you want. Yeah. <laughs> what? I. I, I feel according like, to this list. According Texas, to this list, Florida is 100. It's legal to do anything in Florida. Now this was put out uh, 12 years ago, so that could have easily been changed. Us <laughs> getting your information from. Well, we're trying to be Great we're trying source. to be we're trying to be legit here. <laughs> oh my. Uh, well, I think we're running out of stuff to talk about. No, we're not. I'm not done. Oh, Caleb's not done yet. I'm moving to my secondary phone. <laughs> here we go. All righty. So, Caleb, so, what's your third topic for today? James and I are going into the real estate business. We are going to go in the real estate business. It's going to be so. Our podcast has recently been hitting skyrocketing numbers of maybe, I believe, twenty six hundred total listens on Podbean. So we've decided it. we've decided to invest in some property overseas. Yes, we have. So we are looking at Italy. Um, a beautiful place. Uh, seemingly, every girl in Ohio wants to go there for some reason, for whatever reason. Even though it's a smelly place, I mean, I didn't say that out loud. And there's definitely not people peeing in the water. Yeah, or they've got the little red baskets. Remember, we talked about that in a few episodes ago, like I don't know, like twenty episode twenty or something, <laughs> where they have the the little red mailboxes that you can pee in for guys to walk up and pee in. They've got like straw and stuff. I totally forgot about that. But yeah. yeah. That they so if, if you see a little red mailbox Gross. that has a urinating man on it, 
That's not uh, don't don't reach in and try to grab your mail or something. That is. I I seriously forgot about that, Caleb. Well, if you think about it, why did you bring it up again? I hate it. I hate it so much. Because it's fantastic. It's fan. This is why America is pretty cool because most of our public bathrooms are free. That is something that I didn't realize, especially and libraries. As and well. so people can actually go inside a building to go to the, use the restroom instead of being like, I don't want to pay two or three, four or five dollars to use a bathroom. I'll just pee on the side of that building instead because guys can just. Any, anybody can just, just whip it out and go. I we mean, can just whip it out and let it fly. Oh, it's gross, but we can make it work. It just sounds like Vegas. How did we get to this point? Talking about Italy. So, anyways, Italy. we're gonna invest in some real estate over there. That's right. We're to gonna get go. Our summer home. We're gonna get some vacation homes in Italy here. Some, several, meaning plural. I what? think we could afford at least ten. Probably. We've been doing really good. All right. So. October, an Italian town is looking to draw in new visitors by auctioning off abandoned houses. <laughs> With the opening bid of $1.18. See, that's the problem, Caleb, because opening bid. I'm assuming people are going to be like, wow, that's pretty neato. And a lot of people are just going to bid it up to several hundred thousand. You're not making this as cool. You're right. We're going to buy several houses because it's only a dollar. That's what we're trying to do here, Property bro. Property taxes are $800,000 a month. The town of Salami, I'm pretty sure that's not how it's said, but that's what we're going in Sicily, announced it will be auctioning off Salami. dozens of abandoned homes that have fallen into disrespect. Disrespect. <laughs> I don't Dis respect this house. Repair for $1.18. <laughs> Mayor Domenico Ventusi <laughs> said that the scheme is part of efforts to revitalize the town, which has seen the population continue to dwindle after 4,000 residents left <laughs> left the area after a 1968 earthquake. Oh, so <laughs> continue. Hey, who needs a good massage? <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. I see, like, you know, things are moving and, like, shaking. I guess that. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Ignore my ignore that. James will cut massage. that out in post. No, I won't. No, he won't. <laughs> All buildings belong to the city council, which speeds up the sale. Who needs a good massage? Anyways, they are owned by the town council, so it's like a sheriff's auction here in Ohio. All buildings belong to the city council, which speeds up the sale and reduces red tape. It does. It cuts it out all the people. So, how do you just do? You just abandon. I don't know. How does that work? How do you just abandon your house? Um, you grab your stuff that you want, and yeah, you, but like you have to pay property tax, or you just refuse to pay all that. It's probably you've refused to pay all that, or you just. It's probably like foreclosure, where if you I owned guess. it, and but it's owned by the state, so so yeah, you didn't quite have it. I, that's so weird to me, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's a normal thing in Italy. I don't know. Maybe maybe the state. It says that the state owns it, basically. Okay. So it's a state-owned property. So I'm wondering if you're actually truly buying it or just like leasing it, kind of like those weird places you that could be able to buy it. Salami, where the houses are located, upgraded infrastructure. Services from blah, blah, blah. Now the town is ready for the next step. Ventui said that the plan has been in the works for several years, but was stalled due to issues including infrastructure and zoning complications. 
And probably also COVID. Not, hey, looky there. There's COVID right there in big weird letters. Well, you Not can, only did you we carry out through it. maintenance work to secure the risky crumbling area, we also had to recover many properties to uh, residential use. We've been ready for a while, oh, but wanted suck. to wait to see how the COVID-19 emergency evolved. Italy was early hotspot for the coronavirus pandemic. Yep, millions and billions of people died. But Sicily has remained one of the last least impacted regional zones, countries, because nobody's living there. Yeah, that doesn't make any. That's <laughs> saying like North Dakota is the least impacted. Yeah. In the United States, the mayor said, <laughs> "Interested buyers will not be required to visit the town before purchasing a property, but they will be asked to submit details, renovation plans, to prove they are committed to the re- revitalization effort." Oh, so I think I think the problem would be the fact that the ticket to go see the new house is going to cost more than probably it's going to be like twenty to two hundred percent more than buying the house. Plus, we have to come up with the plans and designs to purchase the place and then not do anything with it. And then, yeah, because it's not like we're going to go. Let's go to Italy and build stuff there. Well, our podcast is doing really well, so we could just go do that. But Ooh, our Italy podcast. <laughs> I wish I knew some Italian, so that I, I was going to say it right here. Morning eggnog. Zabayone del mattino. That is our new podcast. Zabayone del mattino. I'm going to share that with James, so that way. Morning eggnog. So be sure, be sure to check us out there. Uh, we will be starting our new podcast in about. 40 years when we get our house uh, all done over there. Yep, 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 yep. So be sure to join us on that podcast when it comes out in 2016. Zabone de Matino. <laughs> Welcome to the Zabone de Matino show. Greetings, everyone. This is Zabone de Matino. <laughs> Zibatino. No, that's not your name. That's the name of the morning eggnog. I know. I said, greetings, everyone. This is morning eggnog. Oh. Oh, Okay. So thank you so much for joining yes. us. Uh, be sure to check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean if you haven't already. Uh, please go rate us on iTunes. Give us five stars or one star. Just rate us. Preferably five stars. Preferably five stars. If you want to go in between, we're okay with a three to four. Three to four. But if you do any less than that, it'll be sad. But uh, if if you can send me proof of it, I will PayPal you a dollar if you rate us five, he will. five stars. I'll PayPal. I seriously will. He will. Oh, or Venmo. Uh, <laughs> be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and check us out every other Thursday uh, on all of these platforms. If you want to be on the podcast, or if you have a green screen background, or if you have a topic you want to cover, you can email us at morningeggnog at gmail.com or message us on Facebook and Instagram, Morning Eggnog. So I guess let's just wrap it up with having a wonderful morning, noon, or night. See ya. Bye.